You know what, Sam? What? It's the first time since 2018 the Carolina Hurricanes are below 500. Yes, it is. Coming to you from the heart of Canes country, this is the Caniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes. Hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we are back with another episode of the Caniac Report. A sad episode. It, it's it's going to be a sad one. Third one in a row. Yes, uh, third third loss in a row, basically. If you can, I'm sure you guys can tell that whenever we're sad, we lose. Not like we sad. We're sad when we win. That'd be odd. <laughs> At that point, you got to assume one of us is a plant for another team, right? Yes, exactly. A very frustrating. Uh, game overall, uh, Sam, Hurricanes could not score a goal. They were shut out. The offense disappeared. The one thing that Carolina has actually been pretty good at this these six games, right? Um, so I don't know why the offense dried up, but I guess if you want to go with the bright spot, I thought Kachetkov was very good tonight. And I think the defense moved in the right direction tonight. So let's start with the positives, right? Chekhov, very good. Anderson will go Thursday. Because he was a backup tonight. So Freddie will get back. That you gotta assume he's playing. Yes. And defense looked fine. I mean, I thought Burns and Slavin honestly were the worst pair tonight. I didn't think they were very good. No, I didn't either. I thought Chatfield looked very good tonight. I, I thought, thought Orloff was really good. I think we're, to me, I mean, if you guys had seen our live stream with the network, um, I asked a question to AB from Kaniac Sessions, who was on, be like, what is one bright spot? And he mentioned Orloff. I was going to say the same thing. I think Orloff is finally starting to get to the groove. I think Orlov looked very good. D'Angelo looked very good. And chat the bottom, the three bottom defensemen looked the best tonight. Yes, exactly. It, it it's just really frustrating because we we knew the offense was very explosive the past games. Now, interestingly enough, those teams um, are teams that aren't uh, reputation wise aren't known to be a team like Tampa. Um, I guess the closest team. That we probably play that's probably closest to the uh, um, success of Tampa. I would probably say maybe L.A. Maybe. Um, or I think Colorado. LA, oh, yeah, Colorado. I forgot about Colorado. <laughs> Colorado spanked us, yes. too. <laughs> yeah, Col- Colorado did not. I mean, it, it, overall, it was frustrating to watch. Um I thought, to me, a player that I was really frustrated with was Bunting. Because he had so many golden opportunities to score, he couldn't finish. But that's what you and I talked about before the season. He's not a natural goal scorer. So, this offseason, what did Carolina need to do? Two things. Toughness and uh, adding goal scoring. They did, to me, only one of those two. Mm-hmm. They added a little bit of grit. I'm going to go back to my point I made in the offseason, which is I love all the players we signed. Except maybe Lemieux. That's one of those we'll see. You know, eh. 
not awful, not great. You know, good, good bench player, right? He's a well. See, here's the thing: when it comes to Lemieux, he's a player that you do not, you don't want to see on the ice every game. He's a player that is just depth. He's there for depth reasons. Yes, and I think that's the problem that we're having with Lemieux. He's not an, really, to me, an NHL regular player. He's not. So, the point being. Where I liked what we signed, we did not address the need. And I'll, and I'll be honest with you. I think Kat said it right on Twitter. She said the one thing we didn't need to fix was our defense. And we touched it. And we broke it. And she's right. We touched the defense and it broke a little bit. Well, I don't think anybody saw it coming with Orloff being a minus 10. No, but I'll say it again, and I said it to begin with, Sam. We didn't need Orlov. No, we didn't. That and money you're, you're should there. not have been spent on Orlov. I don't care if he called up and said, yo, I want to come to Carolina. You would have been like, yo, we don't need you. Click. You, at that point, you go to Tarasenko and say, here's that $7 million. He wanted money. You give it to the player who's going to help the problem in the roster, not you know, a guy. Then you got to figure out what you're going to put people now, the, uh, what is it? The warning take also said on Twitter, there's something else going on. Maybe it's a locker room problem, and, and we kind of alluded to that as well. And and for the record, uh, we said there very well could be when you have seven NHL defensemen all capable of playing top four minutes. And I think you're getting to that. And... Apparently, DeHaan blasted Carolina again. It seems like every time he leaves Carolina, he blasts his team. He said it was political, the reason why we didn't start him. And I want to be like, no, dude, Shane Gostaspera is better than you. It has nothing to do with politics. If you want to think that, that's fine. Oh, yeah, Gostaspera was a lot better than DeHaan. But DeHaan, we got Gostaspera because we wanted to upgrade you, which is why you ain't back here in Carolina. Sorry, not sorry. Enjoy your time in Tampa Bay. You won tonight. Good for you. But... All that to say, Carolina tried to tamper with something that didn't need to be tampered with. Um, I think if you're doing any kind of additions this offseason, the only one you probably needed to do was you let it, you let everyone go who was a free agent on defense and just sign D'Angelo. That's your replacement for Goss to spare. It's even more frustrating tonight in the fact that Vasilevsky wasn't in yet. Yep. Didn't even have to fight Vasty. We played Stu Hansen. He had over 30 saves tonight. Yeah, which was really annoying. I thought some of those shots was more... Well, I, even though I thought we had some quality chances, especially with Michael Bunting, I didn't think we had the best quality type of shots against Tampa. Um, now, to me, obviously, I mean... Looking back on this game, I mean, Sam, I mean, there were just three goals scored. I don't really blame, and I guess you could maybe say the third goal by Nick Paul, but I don't blame the first two uh, on Kachekov. I really don't. I think uh, Braden Point, he was all alone on Kachekov. Don't know where our defense was there. And uh, Beret Bullet, he scores. On a tip-in, that was a defensive breakdown right there. He had a wide-open net, and he was going to score. 
And it's really frustrating. Because uh, here's the thing. Even though, I mean, we hold Tampa to three goals. Is that somewhat of an improvement? Maybe. But if you look at those three goals, they were defensive breakdowns. So I don't know where I could set the defense after this game, Sam. It probably is a little bit better than the previous games, but... And I want to quote, give, I want to give a Rod Brendan more quote after the game. He said, we're not playing up to our abilities. We have to find that team game that we've done so well over the years. We need to find it because certainly hasn't been there this year. Um, 100% correct. Yeah. This game, I mean, we haven't really gone through the goals, but I mean, they're all Tampa. It was what? One in the first, one in the second, one in the third. Yes. And all I don't. All at the end of the periods. Yeah, I know. That was, th- those were just killer. And you c- gotta keep playing for a full 20. That's kind of a bit of an issue for Carolina during this game. And I don't, I, I guess maybe you could maybe say the third goal Kachekov could have had. By that point, it doesn't matter. Goal, but it doesn't Look, matter. You get shut out, there is no way on this planet you can blame the goalie for the loss. I don't even care if it's eight to nothing. You didn't score. Yeah. You didn't put anything in the net. Tonight was three to nothing. Carolina's been averaging three to four goals a game. Right, that's been about right. I don't think they scored anything less than that. Yeah. So there, can't we? We kept Tampa to three. Good. We didn't score. Bad. Look, I'm gonna, again be honest. I thought Burns and Slavin weren't very good tonight. That's rare. This is a, probably a one-off. That's not normal. That won't happen on a regular basis. But you just you can't be you can't be doing this cannot be in a position where we're consistently unable unable to, to do something. Yeah. Whether and it's defense or offense or not getting to the game. And I'm gonna tell you right now, Rob Brindamore, y'all running out of excuses. You are. We're well, almost a month honestly, into the season. Honestly, if if to me if we're like entirely out of the playoffs, Brindamore probably is could be maybe on the hot seat, even though I think his contract expires after this season. But I'm going to put my blame on Don Waddell and company, not really on Brenda Moore, because they have, didn't solve the problem. I'm going to have opinions on this at the end of the week. Remember what I teased that I'm going to make comments on at the end of the week? It's this, and I want to see what happens. I want to see what happens in these two home games this weekend before I give my opinion on that. And um, and I think it's really just important to understand. That I think we both agree and believe, and kind of AB said it tonight too, and Griff said it too on their podcast, the Kaniac Sessions, that they think the course, they think things will be fixed automatically. I agree for the most part. I think that's the most likely outcome, just because that's that's been the Hurricanes. Yeah, and I think it's a matter of when, not if. To be honest with this team, because this is the team that made made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. It is. Um, if it doesn't course correct, changes have to be made. I don't know what those are. Well, I think one is solving center depth. I really sure. do. Easiest way to do that? Sign Eric Stahl. 
I know. Said it before. Yeah. Say it again. That's the easiest and the cheapest way to get that that depth you need, right? And you don't have to give anything away other than salary. Do that, right? That can be your your trade deadline acquisition, right? Sign Eric Stahl. But I don't know what the problem is. Because one night it's defense, which has been that way most probably the past six games. And now tonight, defense was better, but still not great. Goaltending was better, and I, I predicted that, and I expected Kochetkov to come out and play well, and he did. Again, maybe you want him to have the third goal. I ain't blaming a goalie for a shutout. You get blanked. That's not on the goalie. That's on your offense. What do you expect him to do? Also get the shutout? I think it's unreasonable to expect your goalie to blank other teams every night. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree with you. I do... One thing I want to talk about is I think the players' mindsets, and I think of how I mean we saw toward the end of that game, Sam, Carolina just letting the flares lit off. Like you could tell they were showing their frustration, and I I, I think coming into the game against uh, Tampa, Sam, I think the mindset they had was. We really, really need to try to get better on defense because of the past games. And I think because their mind was so wrapped around that idea, they forgot their responsibility on the offense. That yeah. was That's my guess. Look, there's something wrong in the locker room. I'm starting to believe that the more and more I think about it. I don't know what that is. And before you all start saying, it's Tony, it's Tony, I don't think that's it. Something else is there. He's been here before. That wasn't a problem before. So that's not it. Something else is there. I, I don't know if it's the unnecessary, and I say unnecessary because it's true. The unnecessary competition that was brought in on the back end, again, did not need to sign Dmitry Orlov. That's a lot of money for a player that was really not a necessity. Yeah, he, he really That could wasn't. have pissed some people off. I think Jadfield's probably not happy. He saw Orlov and D'Angelo get signed. He knew what that meant for him. And then D'Angelo, same thing. Orlov, Chatfield, he wants to play. And same with Orlov. He wants to play. Yes, exactly. I don't think Orlov gets benched, but I think it's possible if he plays like trash that Rods can be like, you get a game in the press box. And I think it sends a pretty big message if you're sending a nearly $8 million player up into the press box. Yes, I agree. Uh, I mean, it's just really frustrating to see that. I mean... Another thing, too, when it came to, I think, signing um, Orlov is, I mean, you're strengthening. Well, actually, no. I think when they signed Orlov, I think what happened is that at that time, I think they knew uh, they were probably going to be trading Pesci. But you know what? He's still here. And to be honest, I think Kane's management, listen, I would hate Pesci to go. I really would. There was some indecisiveness. But there's so much indecisiveness during that offseason on Pesci. And at some point, you got to pull the trigger. Because what? I think it was at one point, uh, Elliot Friedman said Pesci's going to be moved by November, July 1. Yes. So there like, was okay, so much you know, speculation That's on fine. That. Even Pesci's dad was active on Twitter thinking it was going to happen. It sounded pretty imminent. And then they pulled back at, during... Free agency day. And now you hear Pesci wants near seven. Carolina wants near five. Sounds like they're right on term. They have to do something. How about this? Meet in the middle. I don't mind signing Pesci for six million. I don't. 
I don't think there's a problem with that. I think Pesci, to me, deserves... Uh, to me, I think a little bit of an upgrade, but I wouldn't... I mean, I agree. I don't think I'd give Pesci $7 million, but I think $6 is reasonable for I, a guy I, like Pesci. I agree. Um, Got to do something. If you, if you want to sign him, do it now. We said it earlier, Sam. It could be a problem. Yeah, it very well could, and that could be a situation in the locker room. We... I wish I knew. I wish I was a Hurricanes insider, but unfortunately not. But so that is the recap of uh, the Tampa game. And uh, now uh, we're going to have some news of certain stuff, but we're going to do that after uh, we take a break for our sponsor. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Okay. Uh, so uh, we have some news. Yes. And I'm sure you guys probably kind of have an idea of what that news is because we hinted at that before in our episodes. But Sam, could you explain the giveaway? Yes. We are doing, from what I've read, Friday night against the San Jose Sharks, first responders night at PNC Arena. So we're doing a ticket giveaway. For those who listen to the podcast, friends of those who listen to the podcast, if you listen to the podcast, it's the only way you're going to know about it. So pay attention. First responders only are eligible. We want to do something for you guys. You guys serve the community, and we respect you and honor you guys beyond belief. And you deserve a night out and have some fun with a friend, with your girlfriend, with your wife, with your kid, whatever you want to do. We will provide you two tickets to see the Carolina Hurricanes take on the San Jose Sharks and a parking pass. The entire game is on us. Obviously, food and stuff's on you. But you're going to get into the arena and park for free. All you have to do to enter is shoot us a message on X, on Instagram, email. Get a message to us. You will be entered. We will announce the winner of that of this contest. Should we say Thursday? Should, should we say Thursday morning or Thursday, Thursday afternoon? Thursday before puck drop. Okay. Against the Kraken. You and I will be at the arena. We will announce it before puck drop Thursday. Again. Between tonight, from the moment, well, between when this episode drops, which will be Wednesday morning, 
which is when you'll be listening to this, Thursday before Puck Drop. You have to enter before then, and then we will add you to a group, and we will randomize it, pick a winner, you get to go to the Hurricanes game. Two tickets, parking pass against the San Jose Sharks this Friday. We want to on again. Sam, we value first responders, right? Yes, we do. It's, they're huge. Whether you're, whether you are a, you know, paramedic, firefighter, police officer, y'all are superheroes. You deserve this. We have not done a necessarily a specialized giveaway, but we're going to do one today. We're doing giveaways a little bit differently this year. But again, got to listen to the podcast. Now, if you listen to the podcast and you know a first responder, that's okay too. Let us know that's what it's for. We'll make it happen, okay? Just if give you win, us their email. Yes. Give us their contact info. We'll make it happen. That way they, they, they know this is coming for them, Okay. Let us know. Shoot us a message. You'll be included in the drawing for that individual. Okay? I think it's pretty simple. Again, shoot us a message on X, Instagram, email. However, we have our communications available. Message us. We will add you. And all that stuff is down in the description of every episode. Correct. Now on to the next thing. We are expanding the Kaniac Report a little bit and adding a new feature. We're adding articles to it, right, Sam? I'm yes, we are. I will be writing pieces. Try to do it weekly. I'm going to do my best to do it weekly. And we're going to do our best, my best, to get this out to you every week. We're going to have one dropping this week. It's kind of an editing phase right now. It's going to be kind of a written version of what we kind of talked about, Sam, in the last episode. But I think you are all are really going to like it. Definitely give us feedback. Expect that to drop. It's going to be really great. Again, we're adding this feature. We're trying to expand a little bit there and adding some writing to it as well, just so we can get our thoughts down maybe a little bit more. Yes, and give us, and since we're going to be posting that on our website, which is also in the episode description, um, give us feedback, honestly, please, because uh, we really just want, I mean, yes, we're trying to expand, obviously, but we also want to uh, be sure. Um, we are at the core of this is, uh, serving you guys by giving you guys good insights and sounds on the Carolina hurricanes. So please look for that sometime, probably Monday. And Sam, is it going to be like a Monday type of thing where it's going to get released? Probably most of the time. That's probably what it'll be covering the past week. I'm guessing covering the past week, maybe my overall thought the last week, Maybe some. It's really just going to be whatever I'm thinking about as a as a top as priority topic of the week, right? This last one was like the three areas that I talked about, right? I went into those in a little bit more detail in the article. Um, your dad's kind of looking over it right now, just as an editor. So thank you, Greg Wallace, for helping us out with this first project that we're doing. He's been on the episode, yes. a few times. And we got to get him back, Sam. We got to get him back. He always has good insight on the Oh, hurricanes. my gosh. You love it when my dad comes on. <laughs> hey, look. He knows what he's talking about. I love it. Love it. Um, <laughs> so look out for that this week. This week, it won't be dropped on a Monday. It'll be dropped sometime probably mid-late this week. But that's the first one. And then regularly expect Mondays. Yes, definitely. So, yeah, that's all the news. Uh, Sam, I really hope they fit fix uh whatever issue the hurricanes are having uh this upcoming week it's going to be a back-to-back um 
we're going to be attending the Thursday game. Friday, obviously, is the giveaway. And also, if you're not going to the Friday game, uh, we're going to be going live again for a live stream on the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube page. Uh, look for that to watch if yep. you want to see our faces and yeah. haven't seen uh, our faces before. Yes. I mean, Sam, um, we have beautiful faces, right? <laughs> I do. I don't know about you. Um, I got the nice beard. I don't, I mean, I don't know about you. I, oh I look fine. but um, I have a scruffy look right now. <laughs> um, maybe my dog will make an appearance. You never know. Um, but I don't think there's anything else important that we need to talk about, any other big things that's come up. I think we're just going to – Sam, we're going to win on Thursday. Yes, I believe that this team can do it because I they're finally going to get some support from the uh, home crowd. Yes, they need it. it. It's always really this road trip's been brutal, brutal road trip injury wise, result wise. It's probably it has been the worst road trip that the Carolina Hurricanes have been on since 2018. I really believe that. But you know what? Let's see what happens. Yes, if they if they, if they drop both these games, I think. This team will have will be in an existential crisis. Yeah, they very well could be, but you know what? I have lived through worse through the dark ages. Hopefully, we aren't starting those up again. Knock on wood. Yes, definitely knocking on wood. So we will see you guys after the Seattle game. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast, so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time. Yeah.